Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on October 22nd, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you'd like to contribute financially to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find more information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Deacon Ingelori Lisher with a gospel reading. Our gospel reading today comes from Matthew, the 22nd chapter, verses 15 through 22. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he had said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this, and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning. In our Gospel reading today from Matthew, we are taken again into a sticky parable. A story about Jesus, where and when things are getting pretty tense. And this time for miracles is over. And he and his disciples are in the midst of disruption and dislocation. As Pastor Mark Gravrock reminded us last week, we are between Palm Sunday and Jesus' death. Jesus has been pointing to what is to come and what God's reign is and what the kingdom of God should look like or will look like. Jesus is the point where he has really ticked people off and disrupted their lives. In fact, so much that two groups who would have never worked together before, the Pharisees, a group of religious leaders at the time, who were tasked to keep strict and traditional Jewish laws, and the Herodians, political leaders who supported the line of King Herod, join in to entrap him so he can be arrested and stopped. And the trap is set. And with fake flattery, they say, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Jesus' response to this question about the hated poll taxes or the imperial tax that funded the Roman occupation was not the answer they expected or were hoping for. He didn't turn it around to answer a different question like we often hear from our political leaders who don't want to say what they really think. Instead, he turned the tables on them. Well, at least for the Pharisees, that is. Because they were the ones who were supposed to follow the strict religious laws and would have never had a coin of an image of a false god on it when they entered the temple. They got caught up in their own trap. Jesus responds knowing where the two groups of power are aligned. 
Give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's and give to God the things that are God's. Now, if you've been holding your breath this whole entire time thinking this is going to be a sermon about stewardship or paying taxes, you can just let it out and breathe. Because this text, today at least, is not about that. It's about something so much larger than the images on our coins, who and how we pay our taxes, and how much we give to the church. This text is about God and the question of how do I, how do we, live with and in this postmodern world, but live for God, for Jesus? How do I give God what is God's? And if I break it down or unpack it more, all, the thi all things are God's and all things come from God. But that also means I am, I am God's. I am not God, but I belong to God. But do I live my life like that each and every day, knowing that I am God's? Do I live for God in the decisions I make, in the friends I keep, in my vocation, how I spend my money and time, how I care for creation, and how I talk to others? Do I hold up the values of Jesus striving for justice and peace in all that I do? Do I make space for the variety of voices and contributions of people who look and act differently than me? I really wrestle with this at times, all of this, and maybe you do too. We are bombarded day in and day out with communications, to-do lists, events, schedules, recommendations, images and icons that demand our attention and our resources, and they don't give life, and they don't connect us with what God has done in my life or in your life. If we are God's children, then I need to remind myself again and again that we are created in the image of God. From the very beginning in Genesis, we hear, let them make humankind in our image according to our likeness. Likeness, icon, is a word used in the Greek translation of Genesis. It's also the word that Matthew chose to use in this gospel reading today. So a better translation of verse 20 is likely, whose likeness is this? And what title is on this coin? Pastor and author David Lose talks about it this way. I don't know how many of Jesus' audience would have caught that, but I suspect those listening closely to Jesus' words, choice would have hearkened back to God's initial pronouncement and promise. We bear God's likeness and therefore made to be more than we sometimes realize. We are made in the image and likeness of God. And because we bear God's likeness, we are to act like God. Mind you, not like God's. Therefore, those who lord their authority over others for self-gain, but rather be like God. The one who creates, sustains, nurtures, redeems, and saves, no matter what the cost. We are called. That's it. To serve as God's agents, God's partners, and God's co-workers, exercising dominion over creation, not as an act of power, but rather as an act of stewardship for the earth and extending to all the abundant life that God wishes for all. And we mean all.
For the last four weeks, I've had the joy of teaching our ninth grade confirmation students as they prepare to affirm their baptism next Sunday at 11 a.m. In the first session, I talked about their identity, who they are, how they see themselves. We explored their identities as a student, a child, a grandchild, citizen of this world and country, a friend, a musician, reader, athlete, poet, and so many more. And during our conversation, I reminded them over and over again of their first identity, of being created in the image of God, as a child of God, something that can never be changed or taken away from them, or from me, or from you, no matter what life throws our way. But along with being created in God's image, it's not just about me or you all or those of us sitting in the pews here at St. Mark's, or other churches or states or countries on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday evening or whenever. Everyone, every person is created in the image of God. From the tax collector to the leper, to the person begging on the street corner, every person who is pushed down, shoved down, kept down, kicked to the side, marginalized, subjugated, and objectified by the Romans, the Herodians, the religious elites, or insert any powerful group of people here. They are all created in the image of God. Understanding Jesus' answer to the question, give to the emperor the things that are the emperor's and give to God the things that are God's, it frees us to live with the emperor, but to live for God. Did you catch that? We can live in this world, but we live for God. God. The kingdom of this earth all around us traps us in sickening realities. But the kingdom of God, which is not of this world, is even now breaking into this world and freeing us to live lives of faith in God and for God, in love of God and of neighbor. And that's what we're called to do as children of God, created in the image or the likeness of God, to love God to love our neighbor, and to love ourselves. I wish I had read this devotional from Luther, from Luther Seminary before I wrapped up my time with our students on Wednesday night. I believe it serves as a good reminder to what they are confirming their faith to. Pastor Phil Larson in his devotional wrote, the church body of which I am a part of is called the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. It is not the Evangelical Lutheran Church above America or of America. It is the church that is in this nation and in this world. We, who are part of this church body, live among all people and have the same privileges and responsibilities as everyone else, even though we are claimed by Christ in baptism and claim Jesus Christ as our Lord. It isn't our civic righteousness, as Martin Luther would describe it, that sets us apart from others. It's our spiritual righteousness, our love for Christ, and God's love for us. From the story of creation to the waters of baptism here, we are marked and sealed by the cross of Christ forever. God's image, God's icon, God's likeness is imprinted on us forever and ever as children of God. And because we are God's, we have a call, a job, a responsibility to also live a life like Jesus, 
not to be Jesus, but to be an image bearer of a loving, forgiving, and gracious God. And one who invites us at the end of Matthew 22 and words that we will hear next Sunday, and I've said them before, but to love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and your mind and to love your neighbor as yourself. We do this, we live this because we belong to a God of love. And what I owe to God in this hour is the very grace and generosity that God extends to me and all of us when we forget whose image we bear and when God's love breaks into our lives. From the beginning to the middle and even to the end of our lives, the kingdom of God breaks in. Jesus comes to us and lives in us. And as the late German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, it is in the thick of life and citizenship that we lift high the cross and proclaim the love of God for all people. So dear friends in Christ, may you remember that you are loved. May you remember that who you are and whose you are beloved children of God, made in God's image. And may you remember that we belong to a creator that is and was and is yet to come. Because yes, everything and everyone belongs to God. A God through Jesus who turned tables, disrupts the status quo, and calls us as God's own children. And for this, I give thanks. Amen. You've been listening to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. Thanks for joining us.